Oh shit! You are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up in Flames. Once again, I got my boy, Hefe. Hefe, say what's good. What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Yep, yep. So, you know, with Hefe being on, you know that means we about to talk football. So, today we're going to make our predictions for the NFC South and the AFC North. Um, we're going to start off with the NFC South. Hefe, I'm going to kind of let you lead on that one. You know, there's been a lot of shakeups. Tom Brady added to the Bucks. Teddy Bridgewater added to the Panthers as the starting quarterback. So I think it's going to be a little more unpredictable than a lot of these other divisions. But with saying that, Hefe, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off and give our predictions, and I'll give my little takes and, and pitch-ins as you go. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, actually, I think the NFC South is probably the best division as far as quarterbacks top to bottom. You know, you already know. Tom Brady, you know, you know what it is. I know what it is with him. Like he's, you know, the GOAT, arguably, arguable, arguable GOAT. Um, highest expectations this year. He got the loaded receiving core over there. Um, so we know Tom, Tom Brady's established. So I think I think uh, Tampa Bay, um, this division's kind of hard for me to predict because I feel like there's going to be a dogfight between all four teams all year. Mind you, <clears throat> I know Carolina kind of, Carolina uh, took a, a bit of a, of a uh, a downgrade this off season as far as like you know some of the talent that they you know gained slashed or lost, um, but uh, I still think they're going to be a very very competitive team. Now as far as predictions go, I'm going to go with the <clears throat> Tampa Bay going ten and six, um, maybe eleven and five. I, I, I think that the expectations and and you know the demands you know with Brady there has to be playoffs you know and even a deep playoff run probably. Um, so I, you know, I, I feel like they, I feel like they'll they'll finish ten and six. I don't think they win the division. I think I think the Saints will win the division at eleven and five or twelve and four. Um, they got a loaded roster, man. New Orleans has just been bitten by the voodoo black magic, you know, bad luck the last couple of years. But they have a loaded roster on both sides of the ball. Elite players on both sides of the ball. Game changers on both sides of the ball. There's no excuses in, in New Orleans. They they should win that division. It's not going to be as easy, like as you said, as some people may think or expect. But I think. Uh, uh, New Orleans is the best, the best team in the, in, in that division. Um, so I have them going first, and they going second. Um, I think Atlanta, Atlanta's a team to me, dude. That also has a lowered roster. If you really, <clears throat> if you really watch their roster or pay attention to the roster, and you look at the players that they have on both sides of the ball, they have a loaded roster. It's just that the last two years they've been bitten by the injury bug. They've had crazy injuries. Keanu O'Neill, you know, uh, I know Julio has. His, you know, his, um, I believe it's like a leg injury or ankle in- injury that he's been battling the last couple of years. But they have a loaded roster, too. And that's a team to me that's like, it's the, the dark horse for that division. I feel like they are a nine-win team. It's just like on paper, ten-win team. But I really feel like if if, if they could stay healthy and, 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 and just build off, you know, some early win early in the season, they could challenge the Saints, you know, with an 11-5 record. They could challenge Tampa Bay. So you might have a situation in the NFC South where you might have three teams, you know, with 10-11 wins and battling out to the very last game of the season. I think it's going to be a very competitive uh, uh, um, 
division, you know, the best division as far as quarterbacks, top to bottom. Um, I'm not expecting Carolina to, to, to be a contender for the playoffs, but they can be, you know, we've seen crazy things happen. Um, they got Christian McCaffrey, you know, so he, he's the, the all pro gadget, you know, Swiss army knife player that could do anything. Uh, I think Carolina will probably finish the year with five or six wins. Yeah, I, I'm just, I don't really have high expectations for them. Um, and maybe there's just, you know, some information as far as Carolina that I'm, that, that I'm not following up on and maybe that, that they've gotten better, but just for me, just kind of taking a step back and looking like their overall uh, off season, I just don't expect them to be a, a very competitive team yet as far as like playoff wise. Um, so that's how, that's how, that's how I think the NFC South is going to go down to the best division as far as quarterbacks, probably the most loaded division as far as top to bottom, um, you know, as far as, um, competitiveness and i think that's how that's how that season's gonna go this season's gonna go for the nfc south yeah um for the most part i agree with you actually though i think the bucks are gonna win the division this year um the bucks weren't far from being a nine to ten win team i mean they went seven and nine last year with Jameis throwing 30 interceptions 126 points off of interceptions so he gave up you know Jameis gave up a lot of points a lot more points than on any quarterback, a lot more points than any other quarterback gave up as far as throwing pick sixes. They ended games on pick sixes. There were multiple games where obviously threw multiple interceptions, um, three, four interceptions in a game. And with that Bucks roster right there, they could have been a nine or ten win team. You you take away the interceptions. So I think adding Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying, to really a nine, ten win team already, I think he could give you another win, maybe two. Um, overall, I would say the Bucks are going to go 11 and five, and I think they'll win the division at 11 and five. I think the Saints will go 10 and six or 11 and five. Um, they could end up finishing with the same record, but I just think when it comes down to it, I think the Bucks will win the tiebreaker. Um, I think they're very evenly matched across the board. The Saints' defense is a, is a little bit better, but you can't sleep on how good the Bucks' defense was last year. The Bucks' defense was actually very underrated. And very under the radar good. Um, they improved a little bit. You got some of the rookies that's in their second year. Um, they were able to keep uh, Shaquille Barrett. They were able to keep him. So I think there's a lot of good things going for the Bucks. They added a lot of talent on the offensive end. Uh, a guy they don't talk about that they added in the draft is uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, the running back from Vanderbilt. I think that's a solid pickup. His style of play will be good. He'll be like a little James White for Tom Brady. Um, they also got Ronald Jones at running back, so they're not going to be too bad at running back. You know, they're loaded at receiver with Godwin and Mike Evans. They're loaded at tight end. They got a three-headed monster at tight end. There's no other team in the NFL that could say that, um, which makes them scary good. Maybe one tight end, maybe Bray or Howard ends up getting traded. I could see that being a very possible thing, at least by the trade deadline. They might all start the season on the roster. But they could all end up being, or not all of them, but one of them could end up being traded by the trade deadline. Um, I think there'll be another team that'll find a lot of value in Howard or Bray. And maybe, you know, based off of an injury or something like that, middle of the season might think that could be like the one missing piece they need. A team will offer for Howard or Bray a little more than what they could get for them, right? Or what they're willing to give up right now. It's the beginning of the season, you know, or the season hasn't started, but it'll be the beginning of the season. You kind of want to see, you, you, you know, by trade deadline, you start seeing your missing players, your missing pieces. And if a team feels like Howard or Bray could help their offense in a big way, then they probably would be willing to give up a little more than 
typically what they're thinking about giving up right now. But as of right now, you know, they do have a three-headed monster at tight end. Um, like I said, their defense is underrated. And they have Tom Brady. Like you said, arguably the GOAT. Um, he's the greatest quarterback of all time in my eyes. It's always arguable. You know, you have multiple quarterbacks that you can argue in that stance. But in my eyes, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um, Drew Brees is right in that conversation also. And I don't see the Saints really falling off. You know, they always in between that 10 and 12 win range anyway. So it wouldn't surprise me if they won the division. My prediction is they're going to go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. Like I said, and the Bucks are going to win the tiebreaker. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the Falcons. I'll go 9 and 7. Um, I think that's just more playing it safe, and they are the dark horse, and I don't want to kind of give a hot take right now and say that the Falcons are going to finish with 10, 11 wins, but they definitely have the talent on the roster to do so. Uh, They're a little shaky on the defensive end. Um, They were last year, you know, a lot of injuries. Then they lost some key players. I I didn't really like their first-round draft pick, A.J. Terrell. I feel like they could have did a little bit better. Um, I feel like there were a couple corners at that point in the draft that were better than A.J. Terrell, but um, A.J. Terrell got a fairly decent grade for a first-round pick. He kind of had a first, late first, early second-round grade anyway, so they didn't jump and reach on the limb by drafting Terrell. I just don't think he was the best cornerback available at that time. That's all personal opinion. They're satisfied with their pick, so I think their defense is going to be a little shaky, but I think that offense has a chance to be really high-powered. You know, you got um, Julio, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Todd Gurley at running back, uh, he cleared his physical. I know that doesn't mean much because apparently, you know, his knee problems is arthritis, and that could trigger at any moment during the season. If they use him the right way, I think he could be very effective. He doesn't need to touch the ball 25, 30 times a game to be effective in that offense with having Julio and Ridley. And Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback, a really good quarterback. He may not be elite. But he's borderline. You know, he's come up short in some things. But when you statistically, Matt Ryan always gets the job done. Um, I'll never say a failure of Atlanta's past couple seasons would be based on him. You know, ever since they went to the Super Bowl, they haven't really been as good. Their roster has stayed pretty consistent. I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. But I do think, I agree with you that Atlanta could be the dark horse. I'm going to go 9-7 and with Atlanta. And I'm going to go 5-11. and I'm going to agree with you with the Panthers too. 5-11. and Six and ten at best. Um, they're they're in a rebuild. If your running back is your best player, clear hands down, no argument. Who your best player on your roster is, and it's your running back. I don't think that's gonna go for a lot of wins. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is definitely an upgrade from Kyle Allen. And you know Kyle Allen kind of came in last year, won a few games, and then just he kind of shit the bed the rest of the season. He came in hot, you know, almost like a Fitz Magic type, give you four or five solid games, win some games. You know, he was undefeated at one point. And then he just kind of shit the bed and kind of got knocked back down to reality. It's the NFL. Um, a little bit of magic can get you a long way for a little bit. But at the same time, people started catching on to what Kyle Allen is. And, you know, they kind of were able to focus more on Christian McCaffrey. And that offense went down. Luke Keekley retired. I think that's a big one. Um, and they didn't go to re- get his replacement in the draft. You know, I, I kind of was sold that they were going to get Isaiah Simmons. Um, when they let him pass, it kind of surprised me. I definitely thought with Luke Keekley retiring, they were going to get basically his replacement, who's probably a little more versatile than Keekley. So, yeah, I'm pretty much agreeing with you. I think the Bucs will win the division, not the Saints. Um, but speaking of the Bucs, do you think the Bucs are getting too much hype right now? Like, do you think they're kind of getting too much hype going into the season? I don't um, – man, I – 
No, no, I'm gonna say no. You know, just because they do when you when you get acquisition in a player like Tom Brady, like you know, Tom Brady is in it to win it, bro. Like if you got Tom Brady, you know, you guys are competing for a championship. So if if you got if your aspirations and your goals is championship, then you definitely should be getting some kind of accolades or expectations or some kind of you know uh, hype, I guess you'd say. Um, and just because you get you're you know you're getting a lot of preseason hype doesn't necessarily mean that 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 it's not warranted. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think Tampa Bay is getting their their due uh, respect and their due um, expectations because you did get Tom Brady. You did get Tom Brady, and now you guys are in the running for a, a Super Bowl. You know, you, you have two elite wide receivers. You know, you're, t- you're talking about a tight end situation. Gronk's, you know, a year off football. His body's healed up. You know what I'm saying? He looks chiseled. He's, you know, he's good to go. Arguably, you know, the one of the best tight ends of all time, if not the best. Um, and then the defense, you know, the defense, uh, we got some guys over there, man. Like, you know, the linebacking core over there is pretty, pretty good. Um, the offensive line, they are, they're, they're a pretty good offensive line considering, you know, they've also had some injuries in the last couple of years, but the offensive line, like, you know, not, uh, it, it's good, like the Tom Brady effect, man. I feel like everyone's in the, it's going to just get a uh, motivated. It's going to be that, you know, that, that buzz in the air. Everyone knows, like, look, man, we're we're in it to, to win a championship this year. Everyone, I think, keeping the Tom Brady's in a step. Everyone's game up. Everyone's going to raise your level. I think practices are about to be crazy, knowing that <clears throat> you have a guy like Tom Brady uh, coaching the offense and also the defense being able to learn and dissect, you know, certain parts of his game on the defense to prepare against other 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 elite quarterbacks. So it's that Tom Brady effect, man. Like I got. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl, but I definitely expect the Buccaneers to be you know, at least, at the very least, a playoff team, a competitive playoff team. And, you know, and sometimes these crazy playoff runs happen. Like, look at Tennessee last year, they were in the AFC championship game, and, and they don't have the roster that, that, that Tampa Bay has. So um, I, don't, I don't think that, that they're getting too much hype, man. I think they're, they're just getting their, their, their due diligence and their due expectations and, uh, and, and you know, get that buzz. That's all it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, it's just a lot of people that feel like the Bucks are getting too much hype, um, undeservingly so for some people's eyes. But like you said, once Tom Brady comes to town, your whole aspirations and the whole aspect of your franchise changes. Um, Tom Brady's a Super Bowl champion, six-time Super Bowl champion. All he knows is playoffs and championships his whole career. So it's kind of like he doesn't go nowhere. He didn't make the decision. He definitely didn't go to Tampa on business to build his brand and be a lot better for his brand. Uh, people don't go to Tampa for brands. So he he, he means business. He means not straight business coming to Tampa Bay. I know in his plans, if you would ask him right now, his only plan is to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I, I think they have the roster to do it. Do I think they'll win a Super Bowl? No, they wouldn't be my Super Bowl prediction. But you never know because, like you said, that atmosphere is going to change and practices are going to change. The meaning of putting that jersey on is going to change. So... I do think the Bucks are going to be a really competitive team, um, a great team, one of the top five to seven teams that's going to be in this league this year just off the muscle of having Tom Brady. It just changes the whole atmosphere. It's going to be a change for the fans. It's going to be a change for the organization. You know, you're not going on Sundays hoping they can get a win. You're going on Sundays thinking about the end of the season and, you know, each Sunday is going to be a buildup. The atmosphere in the in the Bucks Stadium is probably going to be the most it's ever been since that year the Bucks went to the Super Bowl back in 2002. So I do think they deserve the hype as far as with Tom Brady coming to town and then 
the draft that they had, they had a pretty solid draft getting the offensive lineman. Arguably, I think Tristan Wirfs was the best offensive lineman in the draft. So they ended up getting a steal at 14 with him. They added Gronk. So what team wouldn't get that kind of hype? It wouldn't matter where they would have went. What team that got Tom Brady, automatically you're considered. You know, it's almost like that LeBron James effect when he bounces around and when he goes to somewhere in the NBA. You know, he went to the Lakers, who at the time wasn't as good as Cleveland was. But with him going, it's already like you're thinking championship or bust. You have that. We're guaranteed to the playoff mentality. So I think Tom Brady has that same effect in the football world. And I think the Bucs are going to be exciting to watch. I can't wait. As much as I can't stand the Bucs, as much as my uh, people from back home are probably going to sit there and smile listening to me talk so good about the Bucs, I think the Bucs are going to be really good this year. Um, like I said, I think they're going to win the division. It's going to be a battle. It might be a three-headed battle between the Bucs, the Saints, and the Falcons, and I'm ready for it. Let's just hope there is a football season. Um, so enough about the NFC South. I want to move over to the AFC North where I think that's another tough division. I think that's one of the toughest divisions in football come next season. Um, so what's your takes on the AFC North? Who do you have winning the division? What's the records? What you got going over on the AFC North? Um, the uh, uh, Hollywood Brown, you know, legit. He's a speed demon, you know, terrorizing defenses. And he was hurt last year, like the majority of the year, not like the first half of the year. Um, the running back situation, they got, you know, Mark Ingram, and 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 uh, the uh, the backup I forget the kid's name. Um, J.K. Dobbins. They, 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 J.K. Dobbins was the rookie, but then they also had one of the other guys. So last year he he uh, he still carries and he he held his own too. But um, Baltimore, they're gonna win. I'm gonna say twelve and four, thirteen and three. I think I think along, uh, they're they're one of the top three or four teams in the NFL. Period, if not number one. Um, number two, Cleveland. I mean, yeah, Cleveland has to be. In, in, in the running number two, they are also like to, to kind of like the Falcons. They're like a team that I'm circling and have my eye on because they could be the sleep, not even a sleeper team. They're just a team that 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 are ready to make that jump. You know what I mean? Like they're just a team that they've got the situation at the quarterback figured out. As much as I don't like uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean I think he could play quarterback. You know, he's, he's a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, running situation, obviously, you already know. You know league leading rusher and whatnot like you know Chubb could do his thing um the wide receiver situation you have two dogs over there and they added they added Austin Hooper a dog at tight end you know breakout year last year so they don't have any excuses this is the year where they have to make the playoffs and I think they will finish like a 10 and 6 10 and 6 record and get them in the playoffs as a wild card possibly um and after that this is and then it, it should be Pittsburgh Pittsburgh should be the third team in, in that division this year, they also are kind of like in that limbo in between, like rebuild slash we're competing because that's just what the nature and the culture of Pittsburgh's always been, be a competitive team. Um, so I think Pittsburgh will be uh, like an eight win team, you know, nine win team, and they could also be fighting for a playoff spot, you know, come week sixteen, week seventeen, the wild card. So they're just, you know, Tom's teams are just competitive. I don't expect them to just roll over and be shit this year. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be maybe they just won't have as much success, but I think definitely that the, that they're just not going to roll over and die. And uh, and I that's why I have them going eight and eight, nine and seven, possibly. Like I said, fighting for a playoff spot. And at the very end, um, just so much is because they're just so they're so far into the rebuild. I just um, they're not just not quite ready yet. It's Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati, they added you know a stud at quarterback on paper. You know he did his thing, broke records. 
Um, they still got AJ Green. You know what I mean? Um, they still got uh, the running back over there. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting names today, but uh, you know, Joe Mixon, legit too. I think Joe Mixon. You know, and he and you look at his numbers the last two three years. Like this dude's been a dog too. It's just that he's been overshadowed by a very bad team. Um, AJ will be healthy this year. The ankle situation seems to be under control. Um, but I think they're just not they're not ready to, to to make that jump yet. So I have them winning, you know, four games, four and twelve, three and thirteen, maybe, which it, it sounds terrible because the record is terrible, but it's just it's just a part of the, the, the rebuild. You know, they, they're just not ready to to make that step forward yet and they're still rebuilding and you know, the the longer you are you 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 are bad, you know, you're just gonna keep stockpiling and stockpiling these picks and quality picks and quality picks and eventually something's gotta give. And 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 maybe this year they surprise us and then they win five, six games, but I just don't see it. But that's how I, I see that, that division uh, unfolding this year. Yeah. Um, it's actually really tough. I, I agree with you. Um, it sucks when you talk about these things and it's kind of like so very foreseen, easy to see. Um, the Ravens are hands down the best team in that division. I don't think it's even close. Um, to be a team that went 14-2 and two and improved, is something that's crazy. Um, you know, I watch a lot of these talk shows and things like that. And the question that they have with the Ravens is, are the Ravens a team that could go 16-0? and 0? Um, I don't think that. I always hesitate to um, predict that a team will go 16-0. and 0. So I, I think they'll go 13-3. and 3, Maybe give up another game as opposed to what they did last year. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens will, will be number one in the division. I think Lamar Jackson will take another step towards improvement. Um, we're talking about the the reigning league MVP, and I think he'll he'll be right back in that MVP conversation. There's just some guys, as long as he improves with his accuracy, and, he, and he's pretty accurate. He makes a lot of easy throws. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, we haven't really had to see him getting those difficult throws, difficult throwing scenarios. But a guy that athletic, that young, it's going to be tough to stop him for a few years as long as he has his legs up under him. As long as there's no major injuries to Lamar Jackson that's going to change his game to just be like strictly a pocket-passing quarterback, I think for the next couple years, Lamar Jackson is going to be tough to stop. And as long as the Ravens have him, I think the Ravens are going to have a fighting chance to be the best team in the league. Uh, you know, the the addition that I really like is the, the draft pick in Devin DuVernay. I think he's another guy. He could take the top off of a defense coming out of Texas. Um, he's a guy I think could take the top off of a defense. So I like the I like the pick in Duvernay to add with Hollywood Brown. They still have Mark Andrews at tight end. They have a two-headed monster, three-headed monster if you want to consider what Gus Edwards did last year at running back. You have, you know, J.K. Dobbins, my guy from Ohio State. So I hope he does great things over there in Baltimore. You still got Mark Ingram. Um, Dobbins is going to end up being his replacement. Maybe throughout the season might come off as the primary running back. We don't know. We'll have to see. I still think Mark Ingram has another solid year or two. As a starting running back, but Dobbins will eventually be his replacement, which will be good for Dobbins because he won't be getting a bulk load of the carries. So two to three years from now, he won't have that workload to where you're like thinking about moving up off of him. And he's a solid running back. He was a great running back at Ohio State. Um, I called him Baby Zeke. So I think he's going to do a lot of damage over there in Baltimore in the foreseeable future. Um, for the second place, it gets real tough for me. I value the Steelers maybe a little bit higher than you do. I know you eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, I think they could go ten and six, and I think it's it's tough for me to just go all in on the Browns and say that they'll be like eleven and five on paper. 
they arguably have the best roster in the league. On paper, you would probably say the Browns are the best team in the league. It's definitely arguable between them and maybe four other teams of who the best team in the league is on paper. Um, hopefully, the, with the new head coach, Kevin Stefanski, he could get it right and get the system right for Baker Mayfield. So with Cleveland, hopefully Baker Mayfield is able to prosper in Kevin Stefanski's system because Freddie Kitchens was just a terrible coach. It was a horrible system for Baker Mayfield. It worked for them last few games of his rookie year. And, you know, Baker Mayfield had a solid, you know, one of the better rookie years. Beat Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson's record for passing touchdowns. So he's not that far removed from that. Um, so I do think, I think the Browns will end up finishing second. But I, I could see Pittsburgh. I think they might even end up being in a tie. And it'll come down to those head-to-head games or, you know, the next measure because they might go one and one I think the Steelers are going to be really good. Big Ben's coming back. Um, there's a lot of rumors or whatever that Big Ben is out of shape, which is very possible, but it's not like he's been the guy that's been in the best shape anyway as far as a quarterback. He's always been a hefty quarterback, you know, with a lot of weight on him, still can get out the pocket, still can make plays. Uh, Mike Tomlin, to me, is one of the best coaches in the NFL, definitely a top-five coach, just for going, you know, off the muscle of him going and doing what he did last year with bouncing back between Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges at quarterback and still being competitive and still coming down to that last week in the season and being able to fight for a playoff spot. I think that's incredible, and I think that goes towards a head coach. I definitely am, you know, I always root for black coaches, black general managers, things like that, because there's not that many of them, and there's definitely not that many successful ones. So, you know, I don't have beef with the Steelers. I like Mike Tomlin. I'd love to see him be successful. He He's already been successful. He's a great head coach to me, top five. Um, like I said, you know, with having Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as your quarterback, you would think most other teams in the NFL, and I literally mean most other teams in the NFL, wouldn't have even been competitive. So I think Pittsburgh could definitely be fighting for that second spot with Cleveland. But that offensive side of the ball is just loaded for Cleveland over there. I mean, you're talking about two tight ends and Najoku and Austin Hooper. We know what they have with their duo with receivers with um, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They have duos everywhere. They got duos at tight end. They got duos at wide receiver. They got duos at running back with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, part of me thinks Kareem Hunt maybe could end up being trade bait by the trade deadline. I think Kareem Hunt is another guy that a team will be highly interested in if they have a running back injury and they're one of those competitive teams. They have an injury at running back. They could be looking to give up a little more than what they're willing to give up right now. You know, there was kind of like a second, second round tender placed on Kareem Hunt. And I don't think a lot of teams wanted to give <clears throat> a second round pick to a running back um, for a running back when, you know, running backs a dime a dozen. You don't want to go all in on a running back. But I think Kareem Hunt could end up being traded. But if not, he's going to be that pass catching back at the backfield. He's going to be able, you know, to give just as much production when he gives Nick Chubb a breather. Nick Chubb is a three round, uh, three down back. So he could play a whole game and carry a heavy workload. But with Kareem Hunt behind him, he's not, he's not going to have to take that beating come playoff time. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the Browns are going to go 10-6, and six, maybe 11-5. and five. And to stick solid, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers going 9-7. and seven. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go 10-6 because that defense is also very nasty. Um, I think I don't even think it's an underrated defense. I think they're going to want to they're going to have one of the better defenses in the league outside of, you know, the Patriots and the 49ers and even the Ravens. I think the Steelers are going to be in that close to that same conversation as far as how good the defenses are. And I'm with you on Cincinnati. Um, as far as offensive weapons go, I think Joe Burrow is set up to have a really solid rookie year. Um, 
maybe even possibly have a better rookie year than Tua, especially if Tua doesn't play and be the starter from day one. I think Joe Burrow really is set up to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and probably have the best rookie performance. He's throwing to A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and they drafted T. Higgins in the second round. So at receiver, he definitely has weapons. Um, He has weapons at running back with Joe Mixon, who's been very good. And like you said, overshadowed by just being on a bad team. And Giovanni Bernard, I think that's a good one-two punch. May not be the best in the league, which is fine, but that's a very solid one-two punch for any team. The only thing with that is having all those weapons. I don't think Joe Burrow get a lot of protection. I think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is very poor. We've seen that with, you know, last year with Andy Dalton getting sacked as many times as he did. Ryan Finley getting sacked as many times as he did. That became a factor is we may not have been able to see how good Ryan Finley really was because he didn't have much time to throw the ball. Um, it's definitely, a, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have hesitated drafting Joe Burrow at number one unless I was considering Chase Young. That would have been the only way I would have moved away from Joe Burrow if I was the Bengals. So I think he's going to have a great rookie year. As far as for a rookie year goes, I don't think it's going to amount to a lot of wins, maybe four, five wins if the, if at best. I can see them very well going 3-13, and 4-12. and 12. But, you know, maybe they surprise us and, and give us five or six wins. But that's kind of my take on the NFC North. So that's basically all we're going to cover today. We covered the NFC South and the AFC North. As always, Hefe, I appreciate you for coming on my show. Um, y'all follow me on Instagram at Mo underscore Up in Flames. I changed my Twitter handle. I have a new page strictly for my podcast, sports news, sports updates, interactions with everybody who gives me a listen. It's um Up in Flames Pod. That's my. It's called Up in Flames Pod on Twitter. Like I said, it's strictly you know I separated the business from personal. It's strictly to interact with people who listen to me and it's sports news. Sports, how everything like that. Anything sports is going to be on that page. So y'all follow my new Up in Flames pod page on Twitter. Um, and on that note, Murph out.